Hi, welcome to the Lost World Minute, the Minute by Minute podcast. We're doing the 1997 sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're talking about Minute 16 of the Lost World. David, how have you been, sir? I've been good, I've been good. Alright, so this is the second minute we got with the uh, the RVs in uh, Eddie's workshop. Now, in the novel, um, the, uh, they'll a lot sleeker. I don't think they had the bars on the windows or anything like that, but they're described as uh, like subway carriages. Um, no, I think they had the bars on the windows, but they were electrified. Oh, yes. Yes, the uh, security de- defense. Um, uh, it was like a bear, electrified for bears or something like that, and they really amped it up. Yeah. I'd... The Faraday cage comes to mind, but I don't know if that would be... Because normally that just keeps radio signals out. It doesn't actually send... Oh, it does send electricity around the outside of it, so... Yeah, but they do... They do... Uh, it has some offensive weapons, or defensive weapons as well, like gas grenades. Um, I think there's even a... Well, there, yeah, there's definitely some uh, nerve gas and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. uh, a bit dark and uh, interesting. Um, yep. But it's also, also fully electric... Um, both vehicles it and they had the Ford Explorer return in the uh, in the in the novel even though um, it wasn't in Jurassic Park because they were Land Cruisers but um, you got the Ford Explorer um, everything electric they also had a motorcycle as well which was electric mm-hmm. um, and it uh, hung on a rack on the back of the Explorer that could be attached and detached whenever they needed the motorcycle. Uh, interesting interesting thing about the Challenger trailers versus the movie trailers is that the back trailer was mostly used for storage. I think they mentioned there's some spare tires and extra equipment and uh, stuff in there. And it was the main trailer, the first trailer, that was um, had all the living quarters and the lab and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, because when uh, in the novel the, uh, the front half goes over, not the back half. Mm-hmm. And, um, while they hang in there, they actually... I, Sarah or Malcolm has uh, some sort of acid dripping on them from the lab equipment. But, um... And I actually devised a theory that uh, Michael Crichton was a Emerson, Lake, and Palmer fan because uh, of that scene where he's because because he, um, and this is it's kind of far fetched, but I mean it's, it's a fun fan theory. Where Malcolm is uh, singing Dixieland and then he's uh, singing Alexander Ragtime Band, <laughs> and both of which are mentioned in Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Carnival Nine. Like I said, it's kind of far fetched, but I don't know. Yeah, nah, it'll work. It works. <laughs> but and the other thing I've mentioned in the uh, last minute too that um, the Challenger it was uh, packed up, even with the Explorer, packed up in two shipping containers and. Um, dropped on the island by Huey helicopter instead of mm-hmm. uh, taken by barge like we got here, which um, I've, I've always had a problem with. Just The vehicles are supposed to be large, but 40-foot yeah, shipping containers aren't that big unless there was some sort of custom container Eddie made for it to go into. Connex mm-hmm. um, um, boxes, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, we know they go to the... Um, they go to uh, airport, I think in San Francisco or San Diego or somewhere, they go to the airport and meet the helicopters before flying to the island. So, um, But again, novel, a lot of that stuff gets flushed out. You, you don't, won't, don't get to see that in the movie because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. get to the islands. Um, and the novel, it's uh, Dodgson's t- uh, team that get, comes by barge. Hmm. Yep, with a Wrangler, a red Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> uh-huh. Where have we seen one of those before? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed that whole stuff got cut out. That would have made the movie just that little bit better. Uh-huh. All right. Well, if that's uh, if that's all you got on the trailers, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll get into minute sixteen. All right. As the 15th minute of the Lost World ended, we get our first look at the Mobile Command Center, the RVs, the Mercedes AAVs, and we got our first introduction to Eddie Carr. At the 15 minute mark, Nick Van Owen emerges from the van, walking back to meet Eddie and Malcolm. He thanks Eddie for the two minute warning. At 15 minutes and three seconds, Eddie introduces Nick Van Owen to Ian Malcolm. Nick's our photographer, Ian's our Ian. At 15 minutes and 8 seconds, Malcolm asks Nick what his background is. Nick explains wildlife photography mainly, and combat, and you name it. At 15 minutes and 18 seconds, Nick tells Malcolm that he also done some work at Greenpeace. When asked why he went to Greenpeace, Nick replies, women. Malcolm says to Nick, that's very noble. Nick replies, yeah, noble was last year. This time, I'm getting paid. Hammond's check cleared, or he wouldn't be going on this wild goose case. 15 minutes and 32 seconds, Malcolm speaks up. Where you're going in the world is the only place where the geese chase you. At 15 minutes and 37 seconds, we begin to hear a little girl's voice, Dad, 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 and Kelly Malcolm appears on screen. 15 minutes and 52 seconds, we cut upstairs, where Kelly spins in a chair, saying she doesn't even know this woman. Malcolm hands her a piece of paper with the babysitter's name on it. At 15 minutes and 55 seconds, Kelly says that she doesn't even have Sega, and that she's such a troglodyte. Malcolm replies, cruel, but good word use. And this ends the 16th minute of The Lost World. Alright, minute 16. Uh, we got our first look at uh, Nick Van Owen last week, but now we get uh, some lines from him. Uh, Vince Vaughan. Um, one character from the past I'd love to see return to the Jurassic franchise. I think there's he's got uh, probably more of a reason to come back than a lot of the other cast. Um, just being a photographer, whether he's still doing that now or not. But... Um, Malcolm asks what his background is or his speciality, and he says, uh, wildlife photographer, uh, combat, you name it. Um, he's been to Rwanda, Chechnya, Bosnia. Um, so he's definitely been in the thick of things combat-wise. Yeah. Which uh, makes him um, capable. I'm surprised after all that he's not, uh, he's not packing a gun or something in this. Um, well, Hammond probably told him no guns or something, you know? Yeah, true, true. Just bring one uh, Lindstrad air rifle. Yeah, or oh, yeah, it might have, might have been that um, you've got all this equipment, you won't need it, you'll be safe. Um, yeah. But I think at this, uh, point, at this point, too, they don't actually believe that they're going to see what they've been told they're going to see there either, so... Yeah, they still, don't be- they still really don't believe it except for Malcolm because he's seen it. Yeah, yep. Um, he also done some volunteer work with Greenpeace. And uh, mm-hmm. when Malcolm asks what drew him there, uh, Nick replies, women, 80% female, Greenpeace. <laughs> and uh, Malcolm replies, that's very noble, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, noble's last year, this time Hammond's check cleared, and um, that's why he's going on this wild goose chase. And we get the next trailer line from Malcolm. Um, this is the only place in the world where the geese chase you. Um, I always love that line. Yeah, and we get the uh, the Eddie sort of being the uh, med- moderator between the two, introducing the two. Um, Nick's our field photographer, Ian's our Ian, which makes me wonder how long have these two known each other? Um, uh, uh, or how long has 
Malcolm been hanging around the warehouse saying, come on, let's get going, let's get going, we'll go get down there, go get down there. Because um, just the way the way Richard Schiff's delivering the lines here and sort of talking about Malcolm being our Malcolm, he's, <laughs> he's definitely Malcolm. Um, it's either a call back to Jurassic Park and we know what the character's like, or these two have known each other a lot longer than um, it appears on screen. Mm-hmm. And I also love the whole time Nick's talking to, or Malcolm's grilling Nick about what he's been up to. Um, Eddie's standing in the background with the satellite phone, still trying to get it work. Um, <laughs> presumably he's still trying to dial Sarah, or he's just trying to get a dial mm-hmm. tone. But um, it even it even ends by, by the end of it, he starts tapping it as well, just to see if we'll get it to work. <laughs> Which is just, just a great little thing off uh, like behind the scenes that he's sitting there doing just to... Uh, Instead of sitting there mm-hmm. nodding or listening to the conversation, and also with uh, Malcolm's line about the the only place in the world where the geese chase you, um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of places in Africa where you'll get a, you'll get attacked by predators. Oh, definitely. Or <laughs> well, not just Africa, but you you go hunting Kodiak bears in Alaska yeah. or something, and uh, <laughs> you're in you're in danger there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to our introduction to Kelly Malcolm, uh, Vanessa Lee Chester, one of man- many daughters that Malcolm has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hadn't been familiar with her acting career. Um, she has been busy since '97, um, and there's a few few films that are slated to come out this year, 2017. Um, but I haven't I haven't uh, seen them, and they're sort of not something I'd go after. Um, yeah, same. Um, I haven't really seen her anything since this, since The Lost World, actually. Yeah, yep. Um, but she has been busy, which has been good. This has opened some doors for her. Um, mm-hmm. um, and when we go upstairs, um, Malcolm, Malcolm gives a number for a babysitter, saying he's going out of town for a few days, and uh, she does, her, the babysitter doesn't have Sega, and there's a troglodyte, <laughs> which yep. I had to Google. <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was insult and insulting Mark because uh, in the next minute in the next minute uh, Malcolm says cruel but good word use, um, <laughs> and I suppose it is uh, one one explanation or um, way to word the way wording can go is uh, someone who lives in a cave, ignorant, old-fashioned, or basically a caveman. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have Sega, so she's a caveman. <laughs> Yep. Uh, of course, Sega sponsored the first two Jurassic Park movies, so. Mm-hmm. Which is it's interesting. Very troubling. Yeah, I gotta go back. I'm trying to think where Sega was in '96, '97, because the Dreamcast and that was all earlier, like '93, '94, if I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of this. Well, Sony was coming on board with the PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. Um. I probably and I think have... the PlayStation 2 a couple of years later. Yeah. I think around, around or a little bit after 97. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Atari, Nintendo, and old oh, Nintendo had the GameCube. I think that was 2000 or something. Yeah. Oh, no, that might have been 64. Because Goldeneye was on 64, so that would have to be around the same time as this. Mm-hmm. Mm, I should have Googled that. <laughs> anyway. Um... So yeah, we cut with the upstairs scene with uh, Kelly and Malcolm uh, starting their little debate they're going to have there about a babysitter. Um, anything else you want to add before we sign off? 
No, I think we're good. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. Email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com. Facebook, The Lost World Minute. Twitter, at The Lost World Minute. And Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. (laughs) Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. You're welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.